Nick Sainert. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Enrique Alvarez Cleary. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the happy hour. I'm Rico, joined by Nathan. We were still going off about Nebraska basketball in the break, and we have so many questions and no answers because this program is is very far from. So, I guess we'll continue on the Nebraska basketball topic. Yeah, might as well. I mean, it's, I mean, it was the only thing might that happened. Well at this point, we, you know, the women play. Tonight, I right. believe, mm-hmm. um, against a very bad Wisconsin team, yeah. who they beat by like thirty-three the first time they faced them. And I would say the women's team is a lock for the tournament. It's just a matter of seeding. Now. Yeah, now it's just how it's high, just how high can they get in seeding, right. and and, right. and what can you do in the Big Ten tournament? Right, because that is going to be fun, hopefully. Um, but the men's squad again. If you weren't paying attention, if you didn't watch, I don't blame you. Um, Dropped to seven and twenty-one and fifteen in the Big Ten with a seventy-seven to sixty-five loss to Northwestern in Welsh Ryan Arena in Evanston, Illinois. I'm just going to give you a bunch of bunch of names and a bunch of stats because I don't really know what to do with this team anymore. Bryce McGowan, who is almost a lock for Freshman of the Year in the Big Ten, right. fifteen and ten with four assists, five of sixteen from the floor, only one of six from three. Literally a, the day that I said that he was a decent shooter, told you he goes one of six from three, and yeah. the one and the one that he hits is from like six feet behind the three point line. Right. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's sure. fine. <laughs> uh, Alonzo Verge, fifteen points, one assist. Two rebounds, six of 14 from the floor, and one disastrous sequence of events that happened for Alonzo, uh, which I, I keep bringing up because I can't believe it actually happened, where I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up on the air now. He, I, I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but it goes something like Alonzo Verge drives to the bucket, uh, gets knocked to the ground, begs for a foul with his hands in the air, misses a shot. Runs down the court, gets a steal, really good steal, playing the passing lane, steals the ball from a guy who's wide open in the corner. Um, runs back down the court, goes to pass it to Derek Walker, gets stolen. Runs back down the court. Uh, Northwestern misses a shot, I believe. They get the board. Casey Tominaga running free down the left side. Lonzo Verge says, "Hey, slow it down. Let's let's get this uh, let, let's get this offense settled." Whatever. Uh, goes back down, turns it over again, I believe, or maybe there was a missed shot. He runs back down the court, is guarding a guy in the paint while Bryce McGowan's is directly behind him. Guy is wide open in the corner. Casey uh, sprints down, jumps up to block the shot. Guy pump fakes, sidesteps. Alonzo Verge is probably five, six, seven feet away from him and does not move to close out in the slightest. And guy drains the three. Mm-hmm. Fred Hoiberg immediately calls a timeout. And, and you see the camera's kind of on Alonzo, and he kind of throws his hands up like, come on, guys. Like, nah, dude, not come on, guys. Come on, you. you. I yeah. like Alonzo Verge. I yeah. think he's a really solid point guard. I do, too. But that sequence, it made it really hard for me to defend defend him because there's there's nothing to defend in that entire sequence. I understand he's a smaller guard, so when he goes to the rim, he, he gets hit. He gets knocked around a lot. He's looking for fouls. 
The announcer said he was kind of out of control. He's going to beg for that foul, but he's not going to get that most of the time, which you've seen throughout the season. He doesn't get he that doesn't, a lot of the times. Right. Um, and then the, the the bounce pass, little pocket pass he was trying to make to Derek Walker. He's made that a lot of times, uh, but it just it wasn't there from the start. That 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 roll to the basket was not there from the start of the of the play. He tried to force it. It didn't work. And then not closing out on a guy who you are the only one within arm's reach shouting distance of him. And you stand there and stare at him, yeah, and then throw your arms up after he drains a three. I don't, I don't know what you want. I don't know what to do with that. And it's not even. I mean, outside of that, I mean, it was a terrible sequence. But the defensive intensity is just never there for Nebraska. It's just never. And I don't know. It, the one is time that a reflection there. on Hoiberg? Well, the one time it was there was Minnesota. I won yeah. that game. Yeah, the one time it was there. And I it, it, and I don't know. Is that? Reflection on Hoiberg, like I feel like it has to be. Why I mean, you preach this run and gun offense, and that's fine. Like we're gonna get shots up, but at the end of the day, if you're missing shots, you'd at least try and play some defense, maybe eventually. And they haven't put together an entire defensive game except for the game against Minnesota. Yeah, I and it, and it, is is this what you get with Fred Hoiberg? Is this just his style of basketball? Because again, like I said yesterday, if that's going to be your plan, you gotta have the players to do it. Yeah, you gotta have shooters. You gotta make shots. You, you can't. You can't miss as many shots as they're you missing. You can't. You can't. You can't go seven of twenty-four from you three. You can't if you are relying on the three-pointer to keep you in games. You can't. And then this, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna get down in a team that scores 77, 80 points on you. You're screwed. And if you don't play any defense, I mean, that, that's what's going to happen. And you guys mentioned UVA yesterday. Say what you will about UVA basketball only scoring 50, 55 points a game. They win. They're in the tournament every year. Mm-hmm. They have a national championship. So say what you will about that style of basketball. And trust me, I've watched plenty of UVA basketball <laughs> to know I hate it. It's terrible. It's awful to watch. And it's it, it's just miserable. Oh, I hate to watch it on television. But I probably they win. Hate to wa- I'd hate to watch it in the stadium. But yeah, if they, they win, win, I don't care. And I think Nebraska fans are all in the same camp that if that's the style of basketball we play, who cares? You win basketball games. Mm-hmm. And it's... And the problem is if if we're recruiting for this run and gun offense and we've just given up defensively, if we get stuck in this in this situation where a team scores eighty points, are you screwed? Like, is this just the reality of it? I mean, is is this what we're working with now? It's I is mean, this it? I mean, we could take it back to football again. It's 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 the uh, they they want to run fast, they want to score more points than the other teams, but. You know, this, this these last couple of seasons, they've only been able to score about 24, and they're giving up about 30. So the problem is, you, you if you want to if you want to run fast and you want to score points, you need to score points. You have to score points because you running fast, you going quickly on the offensive end, and we'll take this. I'll, I'll you know uh, talk about football for a second. You running fast and and using up maybe a minute of clock is going to throw your defense right back out there. No matter how good they're playing, if you have tired legs. You're you're gonna give up some points at some point, right? So if you keep throwing your defense back out there, you're gonna give up points, and if you can't score points, then you're in a really bad situation. So you've got <laughs> you've got the basketball team where they're taking shots, they're taking threes, they're missing shots, they can't grab boards because mm-hmm. they're either undersized or because don't or don't care to that's grab the rebounds. personnel that you have on the court though. Yeah, or they don't that's what care you created is you, when you have these athletic quick guys, you're not going to have bigs. And we've seen that work in college basketball, but cheeseburger, I mean, makes a good point. Hoiberg's offense isn't meant for Big 10 play. 
there's something to be said for that. I don't. Okay. I mean, look at the teams that are successful that. in the Big Ten. I mean, you have teams like Michigan State, Iowa, that are consistently good defensive teams. Michigan, like good team, like consistently yeah. good defensive basketball teams, and they have that identity. And obviously, Wisconsin's another perfect example. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're an they're an enigmas, and there are years that that's not the case. But for the most part, I mean, how is Iowa any different than Nebraska? They have a great score. They have a great score. And they play great defense. And they play great defense. They're not getting any better recruits than Nebraska. It's not no. like we're it's it's not like Matt Garza was this huge get. They he developed him. Turned into a great They player. developed him. He can shoot and he plays defense. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you can keep, and we can keep trying to do all this transfer portal stuff. We can keep just shooting for the moon and getting these five star recruits. But at what point is that just not the style of basketball? It's going to be successful because even if because it's not, even if you want to say, oh well, Kentucky gets five star recruits and they this is this is the thing. So everybody goes, oh, there's there's no continuity on this team, and then you have people arguing, well, Kentucky and Duke start over with their rosters with five star athletes, and it seems to work. The difference between Kentucky, Duke, and Nebraska and their five star athletes is first off. Their entire starting lineup is five stars. That's it. Uh, and secondly, those five stars know that they need to work together to get to the goal, which is either A, winning a national championship, or B, all five of them getting drafted in the, the NBA lottery. lottery. They know that they have to do this, and their coach knows exactly what buttons to push to do this. So those guys play extremely hard, even though a lot of them know, even if I didn't play college basketball, if I went to the G League, if I just wanted to work out, if I wanted to go overseas and play in New Zealand or Australia or or, or the, the the Republic of Congo, you know, wherever they're playing basketball, mm-hmm. I could come back here after one year and be a first-round pick. But Absolutely. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to pay attention my first semester of classes. My second semester, I'm not even going to go to class because <laughs> right. why would you? Right. I'm going to play basketball, and then I'm going to go to the NBA, and we're going to you know, hopefully win a national championship because Coach K or, or Coach Cal have drilled it into our heads that if we work hard here, we will get more money down the and line. And that's it. And that's it right there. You build that program that when you walk in the door, Coach K will lay it right out in front of you. I mean, they had that documentary with the Zion and RJ team. It's This is a brotherhood. You're all five-star recruits. You're going to the league no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's do you want to co- come to college for one year and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself? And unfortunately, Nebraska doesn't have that luxury. No. You just don't. And if you keep trying to play like Duke and Kentucky out there, you're going to lose to them every time. Every time. You can't, you don't. That's not how you build a team in Nebraska. You do not have enough, like, I think this team is skilled. I think this team is I good. Agree. I think they have supremely talented basketball players. They're better than their record indicates. Team. Yes. I think they could have a, a, a decent record, a solid record. But you are not Duke. You are not, you are not, you know, even though it's a down year for them, Michigan. You are not Kentucky. You do not have the luxury of having everybody on your on your team being better than at least half of the team you are going to face. Just skill. I mean, just skill. You have one. You have one guy like that. Yeah. Bryce McGowan's. Yeah. That's it. Everybody else needs to work. And I guess Derek Walker. It was an it was a really high, highly rated recruit going when he went to Tennessee. But you need to work together as a team. This is not a solo act. This is not a one person show. If you work together as a team. 
band together and play defense. And I know it's not fun. It's not sexy to play defense. No. But if you played defense, it would lead to much more opportunities on the offensive end. And everybody wants to get their shots. Everybody wants to get their own. Whatever. I don't care. The shots go in, cool. But right now, they're not going in. Your offense is not working. So your defense needs to be something you step up. Because defense is all about effort. Yeah. It's not about yeah. skill. You don't yeah. need to be skilled to play defense. You need to want to. You need to work at it. And right now, this team isn't doing that. No. And you I give it up 26 threes to Northwestern in two games. And, and it's not like Northwestern is just playing out of their mind. I mean, again, sure, that there are sub, there are a few three-pointers. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. How the heck did he make that? But there's just as many that he's wide open, and it's just no effort. None. And I I, it, I don't know. And, again, I, I've i been Team Hoiberg, keep him for another year. But after seeing this man, like, I, I don't know. I, if you've lost three straight 20 loss seasons and it's never happened before in program history, like what, at what point do you say that enough is enough? You get and it comes back, and again, I, I don't want to throw shade at Bill Moose at all, but how do you structure a contract where now you have to pay $18.5 million <laughs> to get a basketball coach out of a team that's never won the tournament? How does that happen? He's looking out how, for his guys. How does that happen, though? Sure, I. You can pay a guy eight to ten million for a buyout. Sure, fine. Someone with Hoiberg's prestige. You finally get the guy that yes. you think is the guy at Nebraska. Sure, I get that. Eighteen and a half million dollars. Are you kidding me? <sighs> at Nebraska, it's a lot. Like, come on, man. Really? Hey. Really? <laughs> how does that happen? Like, I genuinely want to know how does that happen. And as a coach coming off of what, what was he at? He was out of the out of coaching for a year two, something how like that. I just don't understand how that happens. It doesn't. It shouldn't. It never should. But because, it did because now I mean now you're at the point is even if you do say okay enough is enough and you fire Hoiberg. I, I keep saying it and I'll say it again. Eighteen and a half million dollars is a lot of money. I don't care if you're Texas football and you have more money than God. That's a lot of money to be getting rid of a basketball coach. Eighteen million is eighteen million is a lot of a lot of cheddar to pay someone not to do a job. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if because <laughs> that, that's like, the thing dude, they're paying to not yeah, coach. If somebody if somebody came, if somebody was like, hey, I'll give you a million dollars to quit. And be like, wow, that'd be hard to say no. It's like, sure, sign me up. <laughs> you give me a thousand dollars, I'd probably think about like it. Like here, like you know what, you know what, you're not very good at your job. So here's, here's, here's ten, ten grand. Just, just stop, please. All right, well, cool. Darn. I just don't understand how Nebraska's put in this position. Maybe, maybe the football program. Sure, I understand that. There's a history of winning. You finally got your guy, Scott Frost, coming off an undefeated season, quote unquote national championship. Sure, they were. There was one publication that voted them national champions. <laughs> okay, it so counts. That, and you're you have a history of competing in the Big Twelve, going to national championship games, winning national championships, having Heisman finalists, Heisman winners. Sure. The basketball team has never won a tournament game. And you're now in a position that you have to pay a basketball coach to not coach for you $18.5 million. That's the problem. At the end of the day, that's the problem. Is that Nebraska should not be in this position. They shouldn't. It's just a terrible company. They shouldn't be in this position. And you know what? I want to move on to a lighter note because I'm tired of being sad and being <laughs> angry at the team. It is the happy team. So we're going to go over and talk about how referees need to chill. All right. UConn's yeah. head coach last night. In the first, in the first half, 
I don't know, probably eight minutes into the game, maybe, not even, uh, was ejected for getting his second technical. I don't even know what the first one was for. I have no idea. But no one even you, talked about the first one. I can one tell yet. you what the second one was for. It, it was immediately after he got his first one. He kind of turns to the crowd and was like, all right, everybody, let's go. Let's get loud. The crowd starts yelling, and ref is like, you know what? That hurt my feelings. Boop, you're gone. Referees need to realize it's not about you. Didn't nobody come to watch this, the, no. the stripes run around and blow no. the whistle? Relax. He's not attacking you. All right? Chill yourself. We just, we, we just got to stop doing this, man. And, and this is across all sports. I mean, you have Tyreek Hill throwing up a peace sign as he scores a touchdown. You have coaches hyping up the crowd. Like, why? You it's supposed fun to be anymore. fun. And that's the thing. That's the perfect. It's supposed to be fun, man. You, like, come on. It seems as if every other sports league is taking a page out of MLB's book and saying, you know what would be really cool is if nobody showed any emotion ever. I don't want emotion. I don't want swag. I don't want any colorful colorful shoes it's or socks terrible. or gloves yeah. or anything. I need you to, to do your job, uh, maybe high-five your coach, and immediately walk and, and sit your butt down and wait till the next time you could do something. In baseball, you hit a home run. I need you to gently set the bat down. Yep. Run around the bases as fast as you can. Oh, don't walk. That. Do I not take that. your time. I hate that. How dare you take your time? Run around the bases as fast as you can. Pick up your bat and go sit down. Don't mm-hmm. high-five. Don't do any cool celebrations. No nothing. In football, if you go to score a touchdown and, and you're wide open, give the ball to the ref. Go Walk sit down. Off. Yeah. Go sit down. Wait for the defense to do something cool. And then and then go back out there and do it again. If you're a defender, you get a sack. Help the quarterback up. Go back to the defense. Yep, like what? In basketball, you dunk on somebody's head. I need you to help them up. Make sure the ball doesn't go too far. Hand it to the ref and go back and play defense. It's terrible. How dare you show emotion? And when, and when did we get so soft like that, too? When 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 did this change? And the baseball one, that's a great example because that's the one that makes me the most angry. It's so annoying. Is baseball, you have this generational gap of everyone that watched baseball when Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds were hitting home runs. There's a 20, 22-year gap in between, and you've lost that entire generation. Mm-hmm. How do you get it back? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a guy hits a 500-foot home run, throws his bat in the air, flicks off the pitcher, and then runs around the bases. Give it to That's me. That's fun. Give it to me. That's fun. Yes. That's what people want to see. I need the I need the camera on the on the pitcher as soon as the pitch as soon as the pitch gets hit and he knows it's going out, him just dropping his head, looking at the battery, gets flipped off, and then he starts muttering words of words of hatred towards him. I need and that. And that's fun. And that's he, what that's what baseball should be. Yeah. And then and none of the none of the retaliation crap. None of the he hit a home run off of you, throw the fastball at his head. Yeah. Take him don't out. give up a home run. Take him out. His teammate, who did absolutely nothing to you, I need you to hit him in the ribs with a 105-mile-an-hour fastball, break right. his ribs and possibly puncture his lung, and, and sit him out for the rest it's of the like, season. For what? Because that guy showed you up. Yeah. How about don't throw a pitch that hits a yeah, home run? don't throw a meatball. I just don't. Be- baseball's the one that gets me the most mad. And then last night was just absolutely awful. Are you kidding me? You're at home. You've got your home crowd. You're on a little bit of a run. Hype up the crowd. That's Get fun. Excited. That's fun. That's college it's basketball. College, exactly. It's college basketball. The we're we're about to enter it. the month of March. Get people going. This is This March. is March. And we're telling we're telling coaches now you can't hype up your crowd. Whoa. You're done. Whoa, you want to get you're the crowd ejected. into it? Are you kidding? Chill. Me? Are you kidding me? You're what twenty. You, you're twenty. You're number twenty one. Gonna gonna upset a, a higher ranked team? Oh, relax terrible. there, chief. What it's are you terrible. doing? Terrible. What are you Awful. doing? Uh, when we come back, I'm gonna send a wellness check to Nick. Maybe we give him a call. We'll see exactly how he's doing and how much money he's lost. 
right here on the happy hour.